you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live in New York City. It is Friday, so everyone's in a great mood. Yeah. December 30th. I'm Sarah Walsh. Happy to be part of the show today alongside my friends Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. Thrilled to be here with you. How are you doing? <clears throat> great. Great. It's great. Up here for a quick trip. Back to the bus. Do you stay in our fine city of the Big Apple to watch the ball drop? You know what's so funny? I've never, I've never been to uh, the, the ball drop in New York yeah. City, and I forgot because we're in the middle of football season. I kind of forgot that it's <laughs> New Year's right, Eve, yeah. and I got I'm not doing anything this year because we got football games on New Year's Day. And so, in the dressing room earlier today, there was like the local news was talking yeah. about, you mm-hmm. know, they're getting, they were doing uh, confetti testing, and I was like, oh my god, I'm in New York City, and I'm going to miss it by 24 hours because I'm it. right back down. The to ball. I have you guys Tunnel done vision, it before? I don't no. want to stand there no. though and not be able to go to the Well, bathroom. they say yeah. that you have to get there early and you can't leave to go pee. So I don't I, understand that. No. It's no. not, not for strikes at all. I think you do so, it right there in the street, Peter. <laughs> Wait, so by the way, you're <laughs> like, the first time. you should right. stay and do it, but none of us have ever done it. <laughs> no, I'm a SantaCon guy. Let's get to the lead block, lead block, everybody. All right, here's a look at the NFC playoff picture. Dallas secure in that fifth seed, but still with a shot at the NFC East title if the Eagles stumble in their two remaining games. Meanwhile, Green Bay is lurking there. Ten, the Vikings, who have already clinched the NFC North, would all but knock their rivals out of playoff contention in a season sweep of the Packers. You might recall uh, week one when Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson had himself a day. 184 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and route to a Minnesota 23-7 victory. Packers cornerback Jair Alexander doesn't seem overly concerned about welcoming Jefferson to Green Bay in week 17. He don't jump in no super suit and get dressed and jump out high, you know what I mean? I don't either, sometimes. But, you know, like, he human is what I'm saying. So, like, it ain't, you know, we ain't putting too much on us on nobody's really good receiver by the end of the day. 
a really good corner. We got really good corners. We got really good, you know, linebackers. So, hey, D-line, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, you don't want to put too much focus on that one person because, like, on film is first game, that was a fluke. Fluke. great. Fluke. Uh, Fluke. Fluke. He said he's human, which sometimes um, I'm not sure that he even seems human. What kind of statement, guys, would the Vikings make by defeating the Packers at Lambeau Field, Peter? There, you know, you talk about starting the season winning the way they did against the Packers with all that hype mm-hmm. about Rodgers and, the, you know, Christian Watson drops the pass and then Justin Jefferson just absolutely learns. Start the season that way and then finish the Packers' season by eliminating them in their home field, ending all this momentum, ending all the things that are happening for them, it would not only be a statement that, hey, the Vikings are for real, it's a statement of, we're taking the torch of the Mm -hmm. NFC North, Mm -hmm. and we are actively seizing it from your hands, and we are taking it, and we are now the ones on top of the mountain in this division. And I think it's an ultimate statement of not only – hey, we're better than you this year, but like moving forward, we are the team in this division. To do it in their building would be significant. I also think it's an important game for the Vikings because I look big picture here. And yes, that's all sentimental and that's all, you know, okay, in the division stuff and that's great and we get rid of Rodgers and boom. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at that Niners team. If the 49ers win out and the Vikings do not win out, Mm -hmm. the 49ers have a better conference record than the Vikings do. That would mean the 49ers in the divisional round would be hosting the winner of whoever the Vikings and whoever they play in the 3-6 matchup. I don't want to go to San Francisco if I'm the Vikings. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I want to be home. I want to be home for the wild card round. I want to be home for the divisional round. And then let's go and do our thing if we have to go to Philly and beat them again uh, and have a revenge from our Week 2 loss that was an embarrassment that they had. I think this is so important from psychological reasons in the division and Mm -hmm, moving mm -hmm. forward and saying, hey, no more little brother. But also this year, like, don't have to go on the road. We can take care of business and win and play and then actually have the Niners come to our building with our home field advantage instead of having to go into their building, which didn't work a few years ago when Cousins and Stephon Diggs and those guys came in and got the doors blown off. Yeah, Yeah, I love that you said that, the big brother, the little brother, because we talked about it earlier in the week. The Vikings haven't beat Aaron Rodgers twice in a season and swept them since 2009 when Brett Favre was the quarterback. So they've never done it to Rodgers. Never done it to Rodgers. They beat him one time. That was in 2017. Rodgers didn't play in one game, and the other one he got hurt, and I think he attempted four passes in that game. So there's a cool opportunity for them to end the Packers' seasons, essentially. It will be very hard for them to get in. But also, like you said, that's a huge step in the right direction. And obviously the point with San Francisco is huge in a playoff game with home field implications. And for the Vikings, it's it's been a special season. We keep talking about the worst team that win this and many games and all of that. They've... 11-0 11-0 and 0 in one-score games. There's something about them that if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm not looking at it that way of, oh, my goodness, this is the worst team that's won 12 games. I'm like, you know what? There's something special about our season. We feel destined. Somehow we can be down 33 points and come back in the second half and still win that game. We can kick a 61-yard field goal against the Giants, Joseph, to be able to win that game. I honestly think, Jason, in the last eight days, I think that narrative has been punctured. I don't think people are saying that anymore. Those last two games are that comeback and the, the win against the Giants were huge. I no think that shut a lot of people up. 
but they're still underdogs at 12 and 3. Are they underdogs this weekend? To go against the Green Bay Packers. You know, Ryan Leaf sat here yesterday and he literally called them frauds. Frauds. He doesn't Fraudulent. He used the word frauds. He does, still doesn't believe in them. So it's smoke and mirrors held together with leather and rivets and yeah. beating the playoffs. If they win this game, does, does a Ryan Leaf and people like him say, all right, maybe they are more for real? Or I guess at this point, if I'm a Vikings mm-hmm. fan or a player, who cares? Yeah, I don't, care. don't believe in us. Call us frauds. Call us fraudulent. We win football games, and that's what ultimately wins the Super Bowl. You have to get in and win football games that are typically this time of the year close games, and the Vikings have done that all season. Yeah, listen, the Vikings can beat the 78 Steelers this weekend, but if it's only by three points, like, wow, you played it close, and you had to come from behind. It's a big statement, I think. And one of the statements is going to be if the Vikings win this game, there will be this shot of Rodgers walking off the field, and he'll do that thing to the fans, and he's out. And that could be it, it. Like, that, that could be the last time ever, and you're done with it. It cracks me up because... Um, here's the deal in the NFC North. The, there's Amongst the Packers and the Bears, there's this respect amongst the fan base, and there's a pageantry and a history, and the Lions have been kind of irrelevant. The Vikings versus Packers, there's animosity, there's dislike amongst the fan base, amongst the players. I'm listening to Jair talk about Justin Jefferson and say that was a fluke. Guys, in that game... Justin Jefferson had nine flukes for 184 flukes and two flukes. Like it, was, it was a big, big day that he had on them. And I do agree with what, P- what Peter's saying is that, like, Rodgers has had a run and the Packers have had a run. And the, the Vikings have gotten him a few times. But this is different. This is eliminating you, ending this run-the-table run in Lambeau, on the tundra, get the hell out of here. Uh, I don't think that Rodgers and Cousins are best buddies. I, I don't, I don't think they're, they're don't buddies at all. There's no, like, jabbing back and forth of hot. No, nope. <laughs> they play each other twice every year. Um, Isn't Cousins pretty good against Rodgers? I think it's 4-3-1. Yeah, he's got to win. Yeah. Yeah. Cousins right. has gone into Lambeau and won before, yeah. like, against a healthy Rodgers. And I think that's reason. But, like, I don't think you'll see a lot of Cousins and Rodgers before the game carrying on. Yeah. And laughing and all that stuff. And about the Cousins thing, Justin Jefferson came out and tweeted. He's like, he had thoughts on his quarterback, a person who he probably couldn't possibly be more different from as a player or as a style, as an approach. Here's Jefferson. All the Kirk criticism has to stop. I understand y'all hate the dad swag, but come on, his numbers are right with y'all's MVP candidates. Ooh. Listen, he's setting, this is my guy. I'm going to go to war with this guy. And he's completely right. And I'll say this again. Uh, in the fourth quarter of a football game, turn it on this year, fourth quarter, there's nobody better than Kirk Cousins right now over the last month. Clutch, uh, prolific, hits the right guys at the right time. He's awesome. Watch him in the fourth quarter of this game. I bet they win this game. Uh, to your point about having the chance to knock out the Packers, the Packers place, and I want to go back to something you said. You're talking about all these close games, and they're 11-0 in these close games. Their only double-digit win this year was the Packers. The only game that they have won by double digits was against the Packers, obviously, way back in the beginning. 23 to 7. So, yeah. So imagine if you're the Vikings and you're tired of this little brother thing and you want to get rid of that narrative. Your only win was against this rival by double digits. And now you Mm. can end their season at their place. And just one other note on this. Nobody has worked harder for this win than Jamie Erdahl. Big no. season oh for her. Gosh, yes. big, this, this could be huge <laughs> for her. She joins big. Good Morning Football. I mean, this could be it's a dream great. year it's been for cool. Erdahl. Um, I will just say this. If the Packers do win, mm-hmm. weird things are happening. If the Packers, they got everything they needed. Yeah. If they win this week, and if the Browns beat Commanders, the Packers are winning in against the Lions Week 18, mm. and that game's in Lambeau. Like, this would be one of the all-time, all-time stories if they went from 4-8 and eight after Thanksgiving and found a way to make it to the playoffs. So um, I think the Vikings, look, you said it, I'm looking at it here. The Vikings are 12 and three. The Packers are seven and eight. The Packers are favored this weekend in this game. Mm. Favored. Hmm. So uh, the last time are, we talked about the Vikings underdogs and when they're getting ready to play the against the Lions too. The Lions too. Oh, the, yeah, la- yeah, the last yeah. one they were playing against the Lions, Lions were favored. And we were like, 
Minnesota, go in and win this game Mm -hmm. and do it. Mm -hmm. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Play some hook and right. lateral with our good buddy Ian Rappaport. We're going to pitch some questions to each other while the clock is ticking away. Do we ever pay attention to the clock? Nope, <laughs> never. No, we do not. But P. Shregs, we always pay attention to what you say about the coaching circles. The Broncos really made history when they let Nathaniel Hackett go in the middle of his first season. And you know, Shregs, we're, we're seeing Sean Payton everywhere. He's going here, he's going here. But break through this thing, Peter. What NFL coaching situation right now are you watching the closest? I think the most fascinating one is in Carolina because you know, Steve Wilkes was named as the interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers, and here he is rattling off all these victories. It's going to be really hard for David Tepper to tell Steve Wilkes if they somehow make the playoffs, sorry, you didn't do enough, you're gone. I would keep an eye on Carolina. I, I think you look around the league. A lot of rumors this week about Sean Payton returning to New Orleans. I say the same thing about the Saints and Dennis Allen. If the Saints can somehow beat the Eagles, then the Saints win in Week 18, and the Saints are the team in the playoffs, well, then are we talking about Dennis Allen losing his job and Sean Payton just going to be coming back to New Orleans? I don't know if that happens. Fascinated to see the Sean Payton carousel because here's the truth of it. We could say, oh, Sean Payton's got the pick of the litter. Well, the Chargers aren't firing their coach. Brandon Staley's got a job. Um, Carolina, let's keep an eye on. I don't know if Sean Payton would go to Carolina considering – his ties to New Orleans, and whether they would even want to let them go to Carolina. Yeah. And then you go around the league, and it's like Denver? I don't know. Is Russell Wilson? So 
I'm not sure Sean Payton is going back into coaching. Mm. Dallas is 12 wins. I'm fascinated by the Carolina one, though, because Tepper's got huge wallets, and they have an open spot at quarterback, and it's kind of paint-by-numbers what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But if Steve Wilkes wins these games, he's probably not going anywhere. I don't think about it. Um, on that note, let's stick with Carolina. You're doing that game this weekend, Sarah, and I'm talking about the coaching situations. Take us about these two teams, Tampa and Carolina. It's amazing that this is week 17. Both <laughs> these teams have lost so many games, and yet here we are. You'll be boots on the ground. What's your takeaway from this one as we head into this huge NFC South divisional matchup? Well, let me just make it a little more convoluted because that's fun for everyone. Let's throw the Saints into this picture, too, because here's what's the craziest thing. Really, one of the craziest things. The NFL. This thing is, is so undecided in the NFC South. It could be the, the Bucks can put an end to it this weekend. They can just say, let's, let's move on. We're going to the postseason. They can punch their ticket. But if they do not punch their ticket on Sunday... The Panthers could go on and win this thing. The Saints could still find their way into this thing. And and it's weird because I've talked to both of these teams this week, and they're both coming off wins. They both feel like the division is theirs, mm. but it definitely feels like this is a Panthers team that has far more momentum mm. when they come into Tampa. They already slammed this Buccaneers team once earlier on in the season, and that game that they just rolled over the Bucs was when it was Wilkes' first win as an interim head coach. Remember, by the way, we were talking about getting rid of interim. Like, why do we have to keep calling yeah, it interim? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. I mean, we know he's the head coach right now. But, look, this has been a Panthers team that we saw what they did on offense against the Lions, Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard. They've been running all over everybody. So can Todd Bowles' defense stand up? And this is a Buccaneers team that really, really has to rely on its defense because it's so funny. This morning someone goes, is this the week the offense gets going? And I'm like, yeah, what week are we? I'm asked that every week. And they haven't gotten going yet. So uh, we'll see. All right, Jason, let's talk about one of your former teams. What's the transition from Tua to Teddy mean for Miami these finals two weeks? Yeah, two of my former teams going head-to-head, and Teddy Bridgewater going to be the guy under center. Two gloves, Teddy. This guy is a veteran. He threw for over 3,000 yards last year, but he's a hometown kid back in Miami. Grew up a Dolphins fan. It's going to be fun watching him. The offense won't change much. Teddy can make the throws that Tua can make, those anticipation throws over the middle. We watched him when he came in against the Bengals in that Thursday night game. Chucked a deep one to Tyreek Hill down the field. Teddy has a strong arm, and he's a veteran presence in that locker room. He was interviewed this week, and he was talking about Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder could see what's going on. I can't see. I don't know what's going on, but we'll find out Sunday. And I've always been a huge fan of Teddy Bridgewater from his days at Louisville. He's playing against Rutgers and had a banged-up ankle. And I'm like, we got this game. <laughs> Teddy goes out there one leg, making throws all over the field finding a way to get it done. He's well-liked in that locker room. Those guys believe in him. The coaching staff and Mike McDaniel, they believe in him. And New England is banged up in the secondary. Marcus Jones dealing with a head injury as well. Jack Jones hasn't played. And Jalen Mills as well. I do think Miami has a little bit of the edge with their offense and with New England being banged up on the defensive side of the ball. in this game. Uh, You know, I don't don't ever look at the favorites and all. I'm not looking at the money lines. But, Kyle, I have a question that out of everybody in the panel, you're the only one that can answer this one. Derek Carr's benching, the drama, everything that goes around it. Give me a movie or a TV storyline that this best situates. Well, I... I go to the Seven Kingdoms, and I look to Winterfell, and I look specifically to King's Landing. I see Derek Carr as a 
Ned Stark figure here if you'll play the Game of Thrones with me. This is a, a noble guy who does everything right. He's got a beautiful family around him, talented family. He's been there for years. Likeable guy, workmanlike, you know? And then at the end, it just gets kind of crazy and it gets away from him. And you have this tyrant is passing and Ned Stark's, he's the, he's the protector of the realm, as they say. And all of a sudden, I'm not going to call him Joffrey McDaniels, but I'll call him Joffrey McDaniels. All of a sudden, they just say, now bring me his head. And you're like, oh my God, they're going to kill Sean Bean in the first season? I thought he was the star of the show. What the hell's going on here? And sure enough, Josh McDaniels stands there and watches while our guy, Derek Carr, who has very loved and respected all across the realm, uh, is, is the sacrifice right in front of him, and nobody can believe it. It's a really shocking development. It's not quite Red Wedding, but it feels almost like a silver and black wedding. Um, Ian, you and Tom Pellicero have recently begun to vie for the role of our Good Morning Football music guru. The people love your takes uh, on music. If you were to write the book uh, of the Super Bowl halftime show, if you were to book it, rather, you could pick have anybody perform at halftime. Ian, what is your halftime show? First of all, I really don't feel like it's a competition. I mean, I focus on myself, trying to do the best job I, I can as the GMFB unofficial music critic. I guess Pelicero also does. I haven't really been paying attention, just kind of focused on making sure that my craft is where it needs to be. So anyway, we'll go to the my dream scenario. This is my dream of Super Bowl halftime shows. There's a very famous uh, freestyle. Biggie and Tupac are on it. Big Daddy Kane's also on it. DJ Mr. C recorded it. It's really one of the greatest freestyles of all time. A lot of people think it was taped at the tunnel. It was actually at Madison Square Garden at some concert that like Patti LaBelle was also. It's kind of weird. Anyway, Biggie and Tupac on a freestyle. It is magical. That is what I imagine for the Super Bowl halftime show. I know it's not going to be safe for work. Last year's halftime show could have also been not safe for work. That turned out fine. So give me an alive Biggie. Give me an alive Tupac, who's probably alive anyway, if we're just being honest. Uh, put both wow. those guys in a halftime show. <laughs> Let me enjoy for about eight and a half or so minutes. Uh, and that would be pretty awesome. Lost the right side of the end yes. zone, leaping grab, touchdown, Aaron Jones. Flip to Jones off the right side, gets nice, a break, nice. makes a turn to the 10 to the 5, end zone, touchdown. Throws left side of the end yes. zone, leaping grab, end zone, it is a touchdown. Touchdown Green Bay Packers. What an adjustment by Showtime in the left corner of the end zone. Give to Jones, off the left side, breaks through. Jones around the right end. He's to the 30-35. He's crossed 40-45, still on his feet. Huge running play by Aaron Jones. What a player and what a guy. We love him. He's no stranger to the breakfast table. It comes on GMFB every time. We think it's so cool. He just became the third all-time leading rusher in Packers history. A great player. Please give a warm welcome back to our guy from UTEP, Aaron Jones. What's up, Aaron? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Thank you for having me. It's just great to see you. It's always great to have you. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And happy Vikings week. Let's get right to it, dude. Huge game. Huge game on the frozen tundra. The guys in purple, you don't like them. They're coming into town. You know this team very well. What's the game plan? How do you guys take them out and stay alive? Uh, Just execute, you know, Uh, play sound football, 
feed off of each other, offense play off the defense and special teams. You know, when we get opportunities, when the defense or the special teams set us up, you got to take advantage of that, put points up on the board. And uh, we know it's going to take all four quarters. These guys are explosive. They can uh, put up points at any time. So uh, we can control the ball on our side as well. I love it. Complimentary football. That's all you got to do to take care of business. And Aaron, you guys have faced some adversity this year. We feel like we talk about you guys each and every week. There's been ups and downs, but somehow we're at this point in the season. You guys have a chance to get into the playoffs. How's it been in that locker room with all the adversity? How much does it say about those guys that you are able to be where you are at this point in the season? Uh, I think it says a lot about the guys we have in our locker room. Uh, resilient group. Uh, we're not. We're not going to give up even when things aren't going our way. We're going to continue to fight, um, and you know, never count us out. And I'm proud of all everybody in that locker room. When things could have went so many different ways, we stuck together, put our heads down, and uh, you know, we just continue to fight. And uh, we know we we would eventually put it together, and uh, we did it just at the you know kind of at the right time before it was too late. All right, you guys uh, have to take care of business on your end, obviously, but then you need some help to get into these playoffs, even if you win out. So a commander's loss or a giant's loss will drastically increase your chances. Those guys, I happen to just look, are playing in the early game on Sunday. You're playing a little later. Is that something that you guys on a Sunday will keep an eye on? Do you just stay laser-focused in your bubble? I think everyone probably handles it differently. How do you do it? Uh, definitely, you know, take a, a peek or two at the scores, see what's going on. Uh, but at the end of the day, we gotta control what we can control, and uh, you know, handle our part of the handle our part of the uh, situation. So more so, just focusing on us, but also checking in on the score to see if things went our way. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of questions for you. First of all, we love having you on the we show. Uh, whose office are you in? Is that Lafleur's office? Where are we right now? I feel like you're at a corporate job. Where, where are you sitting right now? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I am sitting at a, 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 a office, like not an office desk. It's a meeting table. Um, this will have uh-huh. some of like the captains and uh, Coach Lafleur will come in here and meet. But Coach Lafleur's office is upstairs. Okay, uh-huh. that's the one that has the the frame photos of Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. Uh-huh. And, McDaniel. Yeah. and he looks at his friends and says, "I'm going to beat them all." That's what he does. Uh, I, look, I was supposed to ask you about the offense, and you're going to ask about. Have you spoken to Devontae Adams this season? Like, what have you had any contact with him about the last couple of days about what went down with Derek Carr? And I'm just curious, knowing you guys were all brothers from your Green Bay days, uh, has anyone had any contact with Devontae and what he's had to say about what's going down in Las Vegas? Uh, no, I haven't really talked to him uh, much this season. You know, just uh, locked in and trying to keep, get thing, keep things right over here and get them right. Uh, so I haven't had the chance to talk to him. Um, that is. Uh, you know, a little crazy situation that's going on over there. So, uh, but, you know, that's, that's, that's tough. But we miss we miss 17 always. We always got love for him. Yeah, it's not always easy to go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another, and I think he found that out this year. Um, Aaron, uh, let me ask you this. You've done everything in the league. You, you really have. And now you're Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, and you've done it all next to 12. Like, Rodgers has been there the whole time. There's always this mystery with him. What does your gut tell you? Do you think he comes back next year, and does it depend on how this year ends? Uh, I mean, I, I see him out there having fun, um, you know, enjoying it, being out there with the guys. And it, when you're having fun, it's it's hard for me to uh, to see somebody just, like, step away like that. 
So, I mean, we can, you know, you, we're starting to have a, some success. So we continue that and um, he continues to have fun. It, it'd definitely be hard for me to see that. Well, Aaron, I'm, I'm going to throw you a softball. I'm going to give you an easy question. The Sombrero has become that. part of the Aaron Jones staple. <laughs> this is ex-player to now current player. Mm-hmm. And now the Sombrero is part of your everyday wardrobe. Please give us the story behind this beautiful hat that you're rocking. Uh, yeah, so it started, I want to say, back in 2019. Uh, we were going to play uh, back in Texas, the Cowboys, and I'm from El Paso, Texas. So that's uh, one of the place, closer places I play to at home. And uh, the the mother of my child, she she had, uh, at the time, she had kind of dared me to wear a sombrero. And I'm like, well, I'm from El Paso. Like, I I have a lot of sombreros. I grew up wearing sombreros. So, um I didn't have any on me at the time, so I went to Party City and got uh, bought yes. one, wore, wore it on the plane. Uh, I think I ended up having four touchdowns that game. It was like a really good game for me. And uh, a Packers fan reached out. His name's Senior Cheesehead. He was like, hey, you want a real sombrero? And I'm like, of course. <laughs> and Because uh, I've had sombreros, but I didn't have any Packers colors. And then he sent it, and uh, is, I've been wearing it ever since uh, in every game. It travels with me. That's my that's my thing. And it's a, also like a little tribute to back home, uh, you know, kind of the culture I grew up in and um, people who support me. So just a little tribute to them and um, the city I'm from. Uh, it's so fun. And you're the best. And listen, we are talking to the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, you guys. Awesome. It's an unbelievable thing. Um, you, you're so funny. You're such a great player. And But take, it takes a second. I know the team is trying to get you out of there, and I appreciate that. That nomination has got to really mean a lot to you. Uh, yes, sir. It definitely means a lot to me. You know, I feel like uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year is um, the MVP off of the field and it it keeps pushing you to continue to do more and more in your community, you know, is is showing you that, hey, uh, the work that you do off the field doesn't go unknown. Hey, we're taking notice and um, to be nominated out of all these great men in this locker room here. Uh, Green Bay does a great job of bringing high character guys. So for them to nominate me uh, for a second year and just have that trust and believe in, belief in me, it, it definitely means a lot. It, it, of course it does. And we're huge fans of yours. Good luck this weekend. It's a big game. We will be watching. Somebody find this man some El Paso style breakfast tacos. I know that's your grub. Yeah. That's oh, the I man right tacos. there. Aaron Jones, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Something to be thankful me. for. Yes, All sir. Best, man. Happy See holidays. You later. 33. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Let's go, Saints! Final three! One, two, three! Five. Saints bring pressure, and this time, they get to Burrow! Demario Davis, this time, they're not playing around. Here comes pressure again, and he goes down! Demario Davis says, I got you. Baker looking, got plenty of time. Now comes suppression with Demario Davis, and Davis will get to it. An outstanding job by Demario Davis. You guys see him, Demario Davis. I got an opportunity to play with this guy for a few months in Cleveland. He's one of the most respected linebackers, players, and people in the NFL. An all-pro, leads his team in tackles, just does everything for the Saints. They're nominated for the Walter Payton Man yeah. of the Year. Guys, welcome to Good Morning Football, Demario Davis. What up? What's happening? What's going on? What's going on, good people? Thanks for having me back on. You. Oh, we love to have you, man. You guys are right in the smack, middle of a playoff picture right there in New Orleans, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles right now. What is the mindset in the locker room with everybody and all the things that are going on in this big opportunity this late in the season? Man, at the end of the day in the NFL, when it comes to November and December, you know this, all you want to be doing is playing meaningful football where the games matter. And and we're one of those teams that's fortunate enough late in December to be playing meaningful football. And it's play it's playoff atmosphere for everybody. And that means uh, a win or, or the possibility of going home or, or not being where you want to be. And so that's the mindset. It's We've been here many times, so we know what's at stake. Uh, we have a, a, a veteran locker room, and uh, we know what, what this game is going to be on both sides. We know what their mentality is going to be. We know they're playing for one seed. Um, and, and we're playing to stay alive. So that's the mindset. That's the mentality. Uh, so looking forward to an exciting, exciting weekend game. Now, Demara, for so long in your career, was always what an amazing guy you were. I remember, I mean, you, your impact you did with the Jets is still felt here in New York mm-hmm. City. So we, we appreciate all the things that you've done off the field. But there was the story that, like, for all the years he's played all the tackles, he's never made the playoffs. Then you made the playoffs. And now it's this wild run for the Saints. You guys still have a window. Like, what's the story in that locker room about this year's path? And despite all the struggles leading up to this week, there is a road for the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC South. How are you guys talking now? Winners of two straight games, especially off that win in Cleveland, which I know must have meant a lot to you. Well, I think, you know, football is just a great teacher of life. I always try to tell people that, and and it's one of those things. Like in a, in a football game, as long as it's time on the clock, it's still it's still a chance. And through all the struggles and adversity that's happened this season, a season that's unlike any other that I've been a part of this organization, um, there's still time on the clock, and there's still opportunity. And and that's why you always wake up and give it your best shot. Um, so so super excited about this. I think you, you're looking at a a, a really stellar team uh, that we're having to travel out to play in a, in a, um, in a tremendous atmosphere. So it's going to be a challenge. You know, we're looking at a team that's playing as hot as anybody, um, with, with, with a, a potential quarterback that, that may play that's, um, going to be in an MVP conversation. Um, so, so that's a lot. It's even more at stake for me because <laughs> potentially might be playing against Minshew 
a lot of people don't know, but mm-hmm. but me and Gardner went to the same high school. So so back at home, the last time we played, they called it the Brandon Bowl. And uh, so <laughs> no matter who, who who's out there, I'm going to have a lot of state. I love Dude, that. what was Gardner Minshew like in <laughs> high school? He had to be a real one. Tell us about it. <laughs> he was electrifying, that's for sure. Uh, he still is. Um, <laughs> and so are you. And you know what? This You said football is a great teacher of life. I think a few people need to be taught about Demario Davis. Let's get this correct. You've been in this league over a decade. All pro three times. One of the best of this era. You were just voted into your first Pro Bowl. You've never been selected for the Pro Bowl until this year. Tell us the story of how the hell that happens, and what does this mean to you? Uh, I don't know how that happens um, other than, you know, my faith always leads, and I say God allowed it to happen for a reason. I believe your test happens so that it can become your testimony. I mean... Sometimes we feel like something should should happen at a certain time and it doesn't. Um, I was just sharing with, with people yesterday, maybe three years ago when it didn't happen, and I really felt like that was the year it was supposed to happen. I cried, and I'm not an easy person to make cry, but you know I really cried, and it wasn't because I didn't make the Pro Bowl, but it was just being frustrated that most of my life, things haven't happened in the timing that I wanted them to happen, and so, just understanding that that many times God takes me the long way around. And even though I know he'll eventually get me to whatever place it is that he's trying to get me, I don't necessarily like waiting an extra year or waiting an extra two, three years. That's very hard. That's that's challenging on the emotions, on, on the mind, on the body. And, you know, to be here now at year 11, going to the Pro Bowl for the first time, I didn't know at that time if I would ever go. Um, but to have it now, I'm grateful, but I'm even more grateful for the journey and all the things that I learned during that time, such as perseverance, such as patience, such as uh, trusting God's plan, um, because those are things I'm going to be able to take with me long after this game leaves. And so uh, very grateful for that that long journey, but it's not easy. And I know it's a lot of people out there that, that go through similar journeys, feeling like something should happen and it's taking longer than they anticipated. Tomorrow, you're not going to remember this, but this is something about you I will never forget. A year ago, I was doing a game on the broadcast crew, and I was supposed to talk to you after practice. And this was supposed to be like a quick off the field. Hey, Demario, just a couple quick questions. And they go, hey, Demario, Sarah's over here. She's got a question for you. And the team's walking out the field. You grab two chairs in the <coughs> middle of the field and sat them down in the middle of the field. And you're like, yeah, take a seat. And you just sat there. And like most people wouldn't do that. And it wasn't supposed to be some long sit down. And so it just, it, I will always remember your kindness in that moment and just kind of going the extra mile when you really didn't have to. So what I'm about to say next does not surprise me at all. You're the Saints 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. And one of the, your many contributions off the field is with the Devoted Dreamers Foundation. You founded that organization. And the NFL is producing a three-part series following following the debut of the Devoted Dreamers Academy. So tell us more about that and why it's important to you. Oh, man. Um, I think it's really important to me because, number one, football is what I do, but it's not who I am. Um, And I think who I am, on top of being a servant of God and what he's given me the ability to do is is to lead young men and women um, to be the future leaders of the world. And that's that's where I I derive a lot of passion from is pouring into them. Um, 
our goal is to help them move from their current environment, which a lot of them are, are in inner cities, like 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 kids here in, in New Orleans. Most of them living in you know con- conditions or environments like the Ninth Ward. Um, if you don't know much about it, you should, you should look that up. But you live dealing with kids who are in inner cities, but they have unique gifts and talents, and they just need people to pour into them. And a lot of them are just like diamonds in the rough. And so what I, I feel like my mission is or our mission is to go in and knock that that dust off those diamonds so that the world can see and put them on display. Um, the past four years, we've been pouring into kids in Mississippi and, and we've seen over 50 kids go to school on scholarship. Um, 100% of our kids have have graduated and, and are on college campuses. We, we've seen over 25 kids go, go division one. And so, we're not just pouring into them as athletes. We're pouring into their minds and their spirits to make sure that they have great character and that they can perform and, and learn and excel in any environment. And that's all we want to do. Leading the Saints defense Love and it. knocking dust off diamonds, Jay. Love it, tomorrow. Keep up the good work, man. God's timing. He got you out of Cleveland right before an 0-16 season. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year, best. man. Thanks, Mario. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.